Welcome to the Franklin County NC Podcast. I'm James Hicks, and this is a podcast about Franklin County, North Carolina. On our broadcast, we hope you will learn a few things that you didn't know about Franklin County, North Carolina, plus some helpful tips for you in your daily lives. Today, I'm again joined by Katie Taggett, who is an emergency management planner in the emergency management department. We're going to learn a little bit more about winter weather, something that we are dealing with. So welcome back to the podcast, Katie. How are you doing? I'm doing well, James. How are you? I am I am good. We talked last time about your meteorology background, and uh, we're back again today to talk about something that kind of mm, segues into that uh, with emergency management, but you could probably get a little bit more into the details of this, We're talking about winter weather. And when do we start um, generally on a, on a year-to-year basis, when do we start seeing winter weather really start rolling in? So obviously every year it's going to vary a little bit. I know last year we started really seeing winter weather effects here in North Carolina in January. But we have seen them as early as December, um, and we've seen them as late as in February. So just the between, anywhere between January, excuse me, December and January. So we may be getting uh, into some of it right now uh, when this comes out. So how how do these things begin? I mean, how does how does winter storms begin? So there's three main things in a nutshell that's needed for a winter storm. Uh, the jet stream kind of dips it into the south and brings really cold air from the Arctic down to the south, and it's really cold and dry air. Then you have the warm, moist air from the Gulf of Mexico and the Atlantic Ocean, and it kind of gets moved up north. And then you have the Gulf Stream that kind of adds fuel to a winter storm. Now, winter storms can form from a variety of weather patterns, but generally it's cold, dry air from the north and it's warm, moist air from the south. Okay. And does that, I'm, I mean, I'm going to ask it. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about this before, but you hear a lot about the nor'easters. Does that mm, play into that somehow? So it does because it's still the general concept, cold air from the north, warm air from the south. But what's unique about nor'easters is that they're on the eastern coast. Uh, and generally, the strongest winds from a nor'easter come from the northeast part of the storm. And that kind of just adds to the fuel to that. And um, it brings a variety of type of winter precipitation to the area. And it kind of just hits the east coast all the way up into the New England states. Okay. Is it is it something that is pretty easy to distinguish? Oh, that's a nor'easter versus anything else? I mean... Is there like markers or something that... Generally, you can kind of tell when you're dealing with a nor'easter. Um, it's normally off the coast. At least the ones that I've seen, they're gen- they generally kind of form off the coast and bring things inland. Obviously, with any kind of meteorological system, there's variations with formation. But generally, you see them kind of form off the coast and they just bring things inland. So when we have this winter weather in, in Franklin County... We're just talking about winter weather, but what does that mean for Franklin County? I know it's so. If you're from other parts of the country, but if you're from maybe Maine, Michigan, Upper Michigan, Minnesota, winter weather to them may mean a little something different uh, than it does for us more in the South. So, what does what does Franklin County uh, expect to see typically in a winter weather storm? 
that can truly vary per system because our location within the state is centralized. One winter storm, you could have a little bit of freezing rain, maybe some sleet, some slick roads, and you can call it a day. Another system can come in and bring five to seven inches of snow. I know last winter we had some systems that would bring, you know, just a couple of inches of snow, but it would primarily bring sleet, freezing rain, and ice. So we could have anything from fluffy white snow to ice forming on the ground and being making everything slick as it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that some of that is, is not as pleasant, but at least for for those who look for, you know, snowy the the nice you know wonderful snow um what are the conditions that you know have to and and i will say even too when we have the snow the more snowy type stuff it's not necessarily as bad as when we're we're dealing with that just straight up black ice kind of situation um that that we get into a lot but the 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 actual kind of the perfect snow what is kind of the situation that happens that creates that when we get that every now and then i mean what are the conditions kind of have to be to get a nice good snow versus a you know just a a wet frozen road so the real big thing that kind of and this kind of leads into like the different precipitation types is obviously for water to freeze it has to be below freezing when you have a large column of air if it is if it's below freezing from the time that the moisture kind of precipitates down from the cloud and it stays cold, it will fall as snow. But if it were to you know, start falling as snow and then warm up and melt and then refreeze, you know, that's when you start getting the different types, you know, the sleet, the freezing rain, the slushy stuff. But if it were to just be the whole column of air in the cloud, uh, was to be below freezing and even down to the surface, if it stays below freezing, that's when you can start getting the snow and the really fluffy stuff. Okay. So, um, but that's, I feel like sometimes the conditions aren't always right for that. It's usually the, you know, we're just going to be dealing with ice and, and some things like that. We also got a thing where, in, you know, where North Carolina is located in general, we're not super far up north but we're also not super far south so we that's why i always say and i'm and i know a lot of meteorologists agree when it comes to just winter weather in general you truly won't know what you're going to get until the event is already occurring that's even more so i feel in the southern states because we just have so many different variables in terms of weather patterns i've seen that happen a lot where school districts they they got the best information they had on what was going to happen? Cancel school for a week, and it turns out to be nothing, because it's just ever changing in the moment, and things can 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 really change there. And I guess too, um, I know with me growing up in South Carolina in the Upstate, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable about Western North Carolina. Of course, they have a lot of winter weather happen over there, but more on the eastern side, it's a little bit different over here, isn't it? It's it's very much different because I can attest growing up on the coast, there was very, very few times we got any kind of measurable amount of snow, but we got ice. But I've had friends go to the mountains and say, hey, we got a foot of snow. You know, western part of North Carolina, they're, they're more prepared for it compared to even central and eastern North Carolina. 
we tend to shut down at the word snow. Mm-hmm. Yep, because uh, I'm very familiar with that. Um, so when we have these type of, of weather things, uh, and not just with winter weather, but also with any weather, I mean summer weather that we could have, there's a lot of terminology that's put out there about warnings, advisories. I mean, there's so many different when hurricanes come around, there's numbering system for hurricanes, tropical depressions, depressions, storms. Yeah. Mm. Um, so talk to us a little bit about kind of the warnings and advisory situation. Sure. And I'll, since our topic today is winter weather, I'll use those specific uh terminologies to better explain warnings. We'll start from advisory. Winter weather advisory, that normally means, hey, you're going to get some kind of wintry precipitation. It might not be, it's probably not going to be super significant, but you're going to get something. Um, We call advisories, or best way to explain advisory is be aware. That's when you kind of need to start like, okay, paying attention a little bit more. Winter storm watch is the next level up. That means conditions are favorable for winter storm conditions and then with watches and warnings it can vary on the time frame i i want to say you know within the next 24 to 36 hours or something you know within the shorter period of time condition you know we're confident confident it's going to be medium chance for something's going to come it might be a few inches of snow or you know a little bit of ice and freezing rain that's like okay it's time to be alert you know that something's coming and going back to winter storm warning, winter storm conditions are going to be expected in the area. Confidence is high. We're going to receive something. I know Raleigh's conditions for winter storm warnings is going to differ from a from NWS Wilmington. Their conditions are going to be different for issuing these types of, of warnings. And warnings, just like anything, that means it's time to take action. It, it means this is imminent or it's going to be it's already occurring. Uh, it's time to do something. Okay. And and probably when you get into the warnings, it's, it's going to be something significant is going to be happening. Um, that that snowstorm, you know, that that everybody wants for, uh, especially you know, I don't know how many white Christmases there have been. I was actually just talking about uh, this the other day that um, growing up, you have like all these like Christmas movies like Frosty the Snowman and it you know as a kid growing up in the south what what makes that a christmas movie when you have all this snow and a snowman because that's not what i'm used to i don't you know if we get snow we get snow in the early part of the next year so mm-hmm. uh that, that's sort of one of those um things that makes it different about the areas that we are in and so we got our you said advisory Watch and warning? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, advisory, it's time to be aware. Watch, it's time to, you know, be really alert. Warning, it's time to take action. Okay. And that's and that's even outside of winter weather, that's sort of the, the model for the other storms too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember on our previous episode, we were talking about tornadoes briefly. You know, even though there's no tornado advisory, that's not a thing. It's just tornado watch and warning. You know, tornado watch, conditions are favorable. You need to be alert. You need to be paying attention. Tornado warning, it's time to take action. Same principle. Do do we get tornado warnings during winter storms? And if so, do we get snow tornadoes? 
I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> that, that that just popped into my head. Oh. Yeah, I'm not saying tornado <laughs> warnings haven't been issued during like winter times, but yeah. yeah. Well, you watch those uh kind of the end of the world winter storm kind of movies and you know, there's all this stuff. Yeah. Um it, you know, probably probably not what we're going to be seeing here. Um so what when we're when we're looking at winter weather I mean, of course, we have – and we know kind of what's happening. We know what's going on, how it's happening, what to look for in our uh, advisories, watches, and warnings. But what are some things um, that we can do to stay safe during a winter storm? Well, if you know winter weather is coming, obviously, I always say it's best to be prepared before the season even starts. Go ahead and have everything for your family, if you, see, you know, the basic necessities for a kit. Um, I would also even recommend putting one in your car. You know, have the food, water, clothing, the, all the necessities, and even the things that are specific to your family that you need. Go ahead and make sure you have ways to stay warm, extra, you know, blankets, stuff like that, because normally with winter storms, the power is going to come out and you're going to go out. Ways to keep warm uh, safely. If you're going to use a generator, obviously, you know, use a generator outside, don't bring it inside you're going to burn things make sure it's supervised like in the fireplace stay home when winter conditions are coming in and, and the roads start turning really slick stay home as, as much as possible unless it's you know life-threatening emergency but obviously if there are times where people must travel during winter storms so that's why i emphasized earlier have a kit in your car because if you become stranded on the side, you, you know, you have some supplies with you until you can until emergency services can get to you in a safe manner. But also, if you're going to drive in winter weather and it's going to be slick and icy, um, I know down here in the south, I've heard numerous times the uh, drive as if you were taking grandma to church and she has, you know, what was it, the biscuits in the back seat or something like that or in the floorboard and she has a crock pot full of gravy and you don't want it to spill on her Sunday best, mm-hmm. take it easy and then get there safely. And then obviously after the winter storm comes through, try not to be too eager to go out and, you know, I understand everybody gets cabin fever from being locked up, but be cautious if you're going to venture out. Winter weather can bring down power lines and poles and trees and all that, you know, and you just never know what kind of debris you may come across. So just exercise caution when you're, you know, vacating the property to survey damage after a winter storm. And and I mean, if it's a long winter storm and you have to be cooped up in the house, just remember in 2020, um, spring of 2020, when COVID was happening and and you were stuck for a while and couldn't go anywhere. This is not that bad. Uh, just a couple of days because you know it will melt here. So uh, just remember, you're, uh, you, you got through COVID uh, with the cabin fever. You'll be just fine in a winter storm. So what you know, we also have, and it, this got brought up as well. Um, I don't know, emergency management or somewhere with emergency services. There is a. I don't want to call it, I guess, a registry or, or something for critical support. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm searching for the words. But for people who have maybe critical uh, medical equipment when like, power go out um, that people can register with so that if the power does go out, 
then the emergency management and others can know, well, we need to get resources to that person because there's some critical medical inf- um, technology that needs to be powered. And that's something that you guys over there work with, right? Mm-hmm. So for the longest of times, it was always referred to as the special needs registry. Most people nowadays are trying to refer to it as access and functional needs registry. And it basically what that tells us is obviously it's a self-voluntary thing, uh, although we highly recommend it for those individuals uh, that helps us identify, you know, who's on critical life-saving um, equipment. So if the power goes out, we, you know, we need to find a way to supply them a generator, for example, um, or who's, you know, who may be having ambulatory issues and trying to seek shelter somewhere else. You know, it, it gives us an idea of, OK, this is the area that has the most critical individuals that we need to look out for, make sure that they're OK, whether it be you know just making sure that they're taken care of prior to the storm and all that. But we do have a registry on file with emergency services. I know the community paramedics have been working with me on that, and I think that's primarily their thing now. But we do have a registry of people that will call and make sure that they have everything they need and to check on before, throughout, and after. Yeah, and that's something, I mean, if, if you're in that situation or know someone um, who might need to be on that red, uh, registry, you can call um, the the main number and ask for someone there, and that's 919 919- Four nine six five zero zero five, mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, that number. You can uh, mention the uh, special needs registry uh, or something to that matter. They'll know what you're talking about uh, if you need to get someone uh, put on that, just in case. You never know what's going to happen with that. But also, when we get to winter storms and power outages and things like that, and now with technology and in, in the modern times here, it's a lot easier to get information about power outages. And I know uh, some providers, I know Duke will sometimes text you before you thought power was out um, and say, we think that power may be out in your area. And you're like, well, it's still working. Up oh, there it went. Yep. So, and of course, you know, between Duke Energy and Wake Electric, that's our main people here. Mm-hmm. But uh, even going out and above that to figure out what's going on, uh, you can always follow the Franklin County Emergency Services Facebook page or the Twitter page for emergency management, which is at Franklin, C-O-N-C-E-M. And um, they keep up with that stuff, and we'll put it out um, about how many power outages are out there or uh, any information that comes through that they're aware of. They're really good about pushing that out there. Do you have any I don't know how many tips for when the power goes out. Um, any any generic tips of whatever of what what people should do. Well, like I mentioned earlier, if you have a generator and you plan to use it, make sure it's ventilated properly uh, so you don't run the risk of carbon monoxide poisoning. Um, if you have food in the refrigerator and freezer, keep it closed, obviously, so you, you run the don't have don't run the risk as much of food spoilage. Uh, the power goes out. Try not to. In fact, yeah, don't use candles as a source of light. Obviously, that's a fire hazard. We don't want to have the house burn down. Lamps, you know, like the little portable lamps and all that, are the best 
things really to have for light sources. You've got to cook food. You have a, like a little propane thing. Or you like a, again, just make sure you're ventilating things properly. But also, if you're in an area that's prone to power out, just make sure you have a backup way to, especially if you have a family member who, like as we were mentioning earlier, that relies on medical equipment or something, make sure you have a backup plan of, okay, if this machine goes down, how am I still going to get the, the the primary things that I need for my family? Those are the really big things yep. that I can yep. think of. Yeah, some of that, that does go into um, our fire marshals uh, range. I mean, obviously don't build a fire in the middle of your your house um, or do things like that. Um, you know, exercise um, common sense, which most people do. Mm-hmm. Um, but fires tend to be a little bit more prevalent sometimes when, when we have this type of thing because there's a lot of different things going on there, uh, especially with the heating and depending on the heating sources and stuff like that. So with winter weather... Um, we're, we're looking at how we talked about, you know, it's starting in maybe December, January into February or whatever. We know how we have an end date or kind of a approximate day where we're kind of out of the woods. Is that in late March or? Oh, it's way before March. I mean, obviously there's outlier storms. We, yeah. we see that all the time. I mean, I've even seen times where we've had no more snow as our, you know, February into March. Like I say, it, it really depends. Normally I've seen winter weather patterns, like I say, late December through early February. That's normally when I see it, when I do my forecasting. But those are the general time frames. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you'll have some random April snow blizzard or whatever one year. And that's <laughs> just, it's just, a, it's just a weird year. But generally speaking, those are the those are the time frames, and so well, that's a lot of information about winter storms and how to be prepared for them. And some good safety tips and some good knowledge overall about weather and, and remembering the advisory watch warnings, um, and that's um, applicable throughout the year. Well, that's about all the time we have left for today. Tune in for more informative programming about what is happening in Franklin County NC. Like or subscribe to the Franklin County NC podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share a comment or review to find out more information about Franklin County. Go to our website at franklincountync.gov and sign up for an email newsletter while you are there. For all of us here at Franklin County, I'm James Hicks, and we'll talk to you soon.